Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. It's just a compliment. I'll take it as a compliment. I'll take it as a testament to the work that, that I've been able to put in and just the, the extreme focus that I've had over these past couple of months. So I'll take every summer. It's a, it's a different it's a different name for me. It's, it's this summer, Skinny Mellow. It's Hoodie Mellow. It's USA Mellow. It's, it's so many different levels out there. But at the end of the day, I'm me. You know, I, I knew how important this was for us coming back and how locked in we had to be. That's Carmelo Anthony talking about his new nickname, Skinny Mellow. I guess you can take it as a positive if you want. The other way would take it is uh, you've been out of shape your entire career. Uh, you that, know, that's kind of negative, though, PK. Let's go with the other one. I would go with the Skinny Mellow because it reminds me of when I go to Cheesecake Factory. You have the Skinny Licious. Of course, then you blow it by the Skinny Licious portion by having a big old fat piece of cheesecake with whipped cream and who knows what on it. So you come out probably, maybe you come out even, maybe come about a couple ounces, maybe in a couple pounds behind. So Skinny Licious somehow makes me think I could do more. Maybe Skinny Mellow somehow makes me think he could do more. Slimming down to play the three for the Blazers. We know they got a path to the playoffs. The people who do the uh, computer games play out 10,000 versions of the season and all that. Most of those people are giving the Blazers like a 5 to 10% chance of advancing. Be a, uh, be a good story and a great run if they're able to pull that off. So you looked at people who did computer did. simulations did. of the Blazers. <laughs> well, no, it was of the whole league. I just saw the Blazers number. They have the whole standings there. You just look at them all. Why? I was bored. I had nothing to do. There wasn't a game on, PK. <laughs> if there had been a game on, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> then drop down and give yourself 25 so you could be skinny snakes. All right, let's go. Here we go. One, two, Skinny three. snakes. For those Whoa. that aren't watching this, because I'm watching it live, he's I'll actually do doing push-ups. Yeah, we got a later. show to do right now. Ah. The 20, I'll do the other 20 over the next 20 years. Yeah, probably. That's about right. Seems... Ballpark. Oh, here we go, Yak. It's going to be like when he was late and he'd come on and he'd be breathing heavily and nobody would, he would think nobody would know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yak and I thought we were going to be late today, man. We were locked out by the bar. I thought I had a tough man. Lock had to get past the iron gate. Lock. Yak. Yak. Lock. Rock. It's Monday morning. It is. All Where's right. For Brad. The NBA will shorten their quarter lengths. The first exhibition games will be in later this week. Ten minutes instead of 12. So when you watch the Jazz or listen to the Jazz and the Suns Thursday, be a little quicker. Some of the teams don't have full rosters. I think for a team like the Jazz, they probably like a couple extra minutes to play a couple more guys, but whatever. Play ball. Yeah. I'm glad you said that so people know. I was watching the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers last night, and I was all excited. Uh, Diamondbacks hit a home run, the top of the first, and then the uh, Dodgers come up. The first three guys get on, and then Bellinger hits a slammy. And then the Diamondbacks walk off. I thought they quit. But turns out like you can quit after 25 pitches. So the kid got nobody out, and they went to the top of the second. What is this rule? Yeah, I, I didn't know about it. Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, who has made his own share of missteps, shared some advice 
with Washington's Daniel Snyder, who's under pressure with a nickname change and allegations of widespread sexual harassment inside his franchise. Uh, he said, uh, if you know Dan Snyder, if you're connected with the organization, tell Dan and their senior management, you've got to just recognize what you did right and what you did wrong. You have to accept the mistakes you made. That's painful. I made a lot of mistakes, and that's the only way this is going to get resolved. There was a whole deal with the Mavericks and sexual harassment. And uh, Cuban didn't know about it because he's off doing his other stuff. That was the story of the time, but he's still the owner, so it still happened on his watch. So there's Mark Cuban's advice to Dan Snyder. Well, there's two things. If you just uh, wait it out, most things blow over. And you're on to the next news thing, and everybody just moves on. And secondly, why does Cuban feel the need to respond to everything? No idea. I mean, in the end, who cares what Mark Cuban thinks? Unless he did some media availability and you got asked a direct question, I got nothing for you. Well, he's always been doing doing media availability and getting That's asked true. direct questions, apparently. Responding to emails, right? Does he still do that? He did it for years. I don't know. He responded to mine, but I haven't emailed him in years, so I don't know. LeBron James Upper Deck Rookie Card, 2003-2004 season. Sold at auction for $1,845 thousand dollars that's record recognized as a record for a modern day card and i didn't know this but modern day cards are from 1980 on yeah stuff you got making, old time stuff pk well i you do can, have two of lebron's rookie cards so i'll be making a career announcement later today nice <laughs> you're gonna retire or you're gonna do all shows from now on on top of a golden throne uh yeah well uh, no it's going to be a three-letter card and it's going to be b y e Only 23 of these patch parallel cards were made. And one, just one of the two graded at 9.5 mint gem grade. We learned all about that, PK, when we had your cards evaluated. You take them down, had the pros look at them in person, because we kind of did it over the radio. It was kind of a rough estimate. I have not, but uh, funny, I was just, uh, and I saw that news came out over the weekend, if it was not yesterday that uh, I said to my wife, I told her that, and I said, I have got to get these cards evaluated. Yep. Go visit our good friend Ryan Mogg down there at Mr. E's. Because money is tight, and who knows what I'm sitting on. Exactly. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. No, we we do not advise listening to anything Kelly Oubre says. The Patriots are doing what? Uh, This is the NBA snitch line. That's a different number. Are you sure it was Bobon? That's uh, CBS Sports spoofing the NBA snitch line. And Yach finds that endlessly entertaining. He is in here laughing so hard. How many times have you heard that now, Yach? I watched that You were all video. over social media with it. You played here this morning. You're really still funny. laughing like yeah. you heard it for the first time. I thought it was hilarious. Chris Hassel, of course, wasn't doing it. I thought it was pretty smart. The NBA news, uh, the Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs expected uh, got their rookies reporting to their respective team the facilities. NBA news? NFL news. Oh. <laughs> rookies from the Texans and the Chiefs expected to report to their respective team facilities today as training camps begin opening around the NFL over the next week. And, of course, as we talked about on TV last night, PK, got a lot of high-profile players tweeting out stuff, putting pressure on the owners, uh, safety protocols. Is it safe? Is there going to be a season? And uh, you were reading stuff that makes you think this isn't really about the season. It's about the preseason. 
Yeah, they've got some leverage and some power now, so they're going to use it, just like we saw with baseball. Everything's it's either a negotiation or it's political or it's both. I mean, this is what they're doing. Raiders owner Mark Davis said he's leaning towards not having any fans attend games at the new Allegiant Stadium this season. He says if fans are not in attendance, Davis said he would not attend games. No one fan is more important to me than another, no matter if they paid $75,000 for the PSL or $500. They're all Raider fans to me. My mindset today is no fans should attend games. I don't even know if it's safe to play. Uncertainty is the word. That is such BS. Yeah, the seventy-five thousand dollar fan. Yeah, not the safety worth, part. <laughs> is worth <laughs> ten times more than the seventy-five. You pay five hundred for your fan. seat license. You get the same as this guy over here who bought a suite. Yeah, just, Made me think just, he's got some sweet insurance deal if they let nobody in that he gets some payday because he's talking so confidently. I'm like, he's. There's got to be an angle here. What is it? <laughs> well. Uh, the, the folks who pay the big money get the most access. They get weighted on hand and foot. Come on. What level of service do your sister does your sister get in her season tickets? Uh, they get parking. Oh, okay. Which That's is true. important because uh, they, apparently it's a nightmare because they park real close to the stadium. And when that game's over, because I've uh, been with them a couple times... And uh, we just, man, we just bolt as fast as we can. Because sometimes they, she's got friends, and they'll use their seats because their seats are a little bit better than my sister's seats. But they tell me, man, you, as soon as this game's over or whenever, when that thing is ending, we got to get to that car as soon as possible because 65,000 folks trying to get out of there. Can, as probably, you know, anywhere. So uh, that parking's the big thing. Other than that, that's it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, the big story over the weekend, AL.com, saying BYU could be a season-opening opponent for the Crimson Tide if the SEC doesn't go to the conference game-only model this fall. Alabama needs a game. They're supposed to play USC in Dallas. There's been more reporting on this now. It's Alabama football, so you can imagine how many people in SEC country are chasing this story. And we're going to talk with Cecil Hurt, who covers the Crimson Tide for the Tuscaloosa News since 1982. But uh, reading up on uh, some of Cecil's stuff after Yawk let us know over the weekend, I was reading some of his stuff, and Cecil was saying that uh, the game might end up being on campus, which I guess makes sense. Why would... Why would Jerry Jones want to pay both teams a gazillion dollars to go to Dallas if they're not going to be able to sell tickets and make a gazillion dollars on the game? I guess if they had some TV revenue that would be coming in, but obviously that makes sense as far as no fans go. But yeah, I mean, I said this last week that BYU was thought, thought BYU thought they're in a good spot as long as the SEC and the Big 12 didn't go the Big 10. Pac-12 model of conference only. I mean, I heard that uh, a, more than a week ago. Uh, this, I heard that the day after I heard that the Pac-12 was going to go for conference games only, which is coming up on two weeks. I told you three days before the Pac-12 made the announcement. So, yeah, they have been in discussions with all these teams. I don't think that they're going to... Assuming that the SEC and the Big 12 go in the direction of playing non-conference games, I don't think BYU is going to have any trouble filling out its schedule. I don't. I don't think that's an issue at all. 
We'll have more on this coming up in our next segment. We've got a lot of you uh, on our Facebook page with your thoughts about a BYU-Alabama matchup. A couple of them are actually serious. Many of them are, are not even remotely serious. But we'll get to that coming up. Uh, Air Force starting quarterback Donald Hammond III could miss the upcoming season after falling out of good standing with the academy. Hammond is a senior. He started 11 of the 13 games last year, and Air Force went 11-2. And, and Air Force has got a long history of crushing it with senior quarterbacks and just having awesome seasons. Here they're coming off a, a really good season with the junior quarterback. 7-1, they lost to uh, Boise State, was the one loss in conference. And 11-2 on the year, but now they may not have their senior quarterback. That is that is a big blow for the Falcons and uh, big news for Utah State fans. Oh, absolutely is, yeah. I don't know what that means, falling out of good standing. That could mean any number of things, but I have no clue what it means. But I do know their track record is when they get an outstanding quarterback play, they are a very difficult team, particularly the teams that they play on the schedule, which is all that matters. I mean, I don't know how good they would be nationally, but that doesn't matter. You're playing Utah State in the moment. If they've got an experienced quarterback, they're much more difficult to beat. This is something that we've seen. I've seen since the very first year I got here. Didn't know much about Air Force football, but within two or three years, I was up to my eyeballs in Air Force football. And you knew that extremely well because that's a complicated system that they run, and they get you in a mismatch and look out. It reminds me of Scotty G. Here we go! And in your <laughs> yeah. mind, you picture about... 50, 70, 80 yards of open grass, and my adrenaline goes. Well, Air Force, they're running that thing the way they do to perfection and precision. It can be awfully difficult, and you get out of place, they're going to get long gains, if not finish it with a touchdown on that very play. Former Nebraska standout wide receiver J.D. Spielman's transferring to TCU. He left the Huskers, or he led the Huskers in receiving yards and touchdowns a year ago, but he left the program, entered the transfer portal in June, citing mental health issues and PK we have heard from coaches that over the last five years the amount of time that they spend on mental health issues has been skyrocketing issues on and around their team it's not one coach it's not just one sport it really is widespread and here's another example of it of course DJ and PK hashtag major league baseball as we get the decision uh, this evening, you know, we move forward uh, with no excuses, you know, knowing that all of our alternatives are going to be somewhat imperfect. Uh, we're not going to make excuses. We're going to work, continue to work very closely with Major League Baseball, which we have done today. And I'll talk more about in the Q&A uh, to find the best alternative for us in the days ahead. That's Blue Jays president Mark Shapiro. The Canadian government doesn't want Major League Baseball happening in Toronto. Teams coming from the U.S. with higher infection rates. Canada's had the border closed with the U.S. for a while now. So Toronto's got to find another home. Their AAA team is in Buffalo. That's one possibility. they got a spring training facility in Florida. That's another possibility. Uh, pitcher Anthony Bass says the team's looking for a Major League ballpark to play in this season. So I guess they would have to be in multiple parks or there's going to be somebody's schedule is going to fit their schedule like a glove and when one team's home the other one's away or you play multiple games in a stadium in a day because there are no fans coming in and out I don't know where this is going for Toronto it's uncharted territory PK well if they don't want Buffalo which is illogical then they just go downstate to New York because you'll have a stadium available virtually every day because when one's home the other's away and vice versa three teams into two New York stadiums 
It can, it can be done, yeah, unless the schedule is going to be changed and such. But for years and years and years, it's the same thing with the Angels and Dodgers, and I'm sure it's the same thing with the White Sox and Cubs. I haven't lived in Chicago, but I've lived in the other two places. That one, it's very rare do they have home games the same day. And even with the Dodgers and Angels, which of the th- cities that have the multiple teams, geographically, they are that's the furthest distance, the farthest distance between the two. I mean, it's Shea and, well, not Shea anymore, uh, City Field and Yankee Stadium, you know, it's only minutes away. So when I heard that, my first thought is they could just do it in New York. Thursday for the openers for Major League Baseball. Did, did you see the Yankees and the Mets? So the, the future of baseball, I mean, I know it's this an exhibition game, but the Yankees win 6 nothing. They hit five homers, four of them solo shots. It's just... Sit around and, and, I mean, that's why they're the Bronx Bombers for years and years. I guess you just sit around and wait for the next guy to launch one. And, man, Stan hit his 448 feet. It was way up there in the bleachers. You're talking about yesterday. Yeah. Not, not Saturday. Saturday was 9-3 yesterday. Was 6-0, uh, yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of games on yesterday, last night, and I was just flicking around at home. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Well, we had Dunny on Friday talking about the team's depth. Okay, in, in goalkeeping, maybe. We don't know yet. Defensively, yeah. But attacking, PK. You need goals. I don't need goals. I need chances. This game didn't have either. And they got a point, so that's good. But the entertainment factor, when the when the, uh, when the the analyst 75 minutes, 80 minutes into the game is saying, if you're staying with us, you are really hardcore, you know there haven't been many scoring opportunities. There really wasn't, no. I mean, that just jumped out at you. I'm an American dude. I I mean, I played soccer as a kid. My brother-in-law, my mentor, coached it. So I have a little knowledge. I'm not great. But I needed more more offensive tries. Yeah. Or attempts, I guess, whatever the word is. Chances. Need opportunities. You know, ping a frame, make a keeper, make a good save, just miss. It's some creative combination or something. But there was a lot of... uh, kicking the ball around the midfield and there wasn't much going on inside either 18 yard box that got you fired up my wife walked through and she noticed she said man they're sweating a lot and i said yeah that's <laughs> that's florida humidity because in the two games that i've watched you really do notice it yeah uh third game for rsl uh wednesday morning 7 a.m they'll get one of the uh the early that one early one morning game and then two night games three games every day as they try to stay out of the worst of the oh, i'm gonna get up I'll be up for that game. You can have it on while you do the show. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, and we'll see uh, if RSL can get the top spot coming out of that group. DJ and PK. Two feet away for a four here at the final hole, and that goes in, and John Rahm has won the 2020 Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide. An eight-shot lead going to the back nine, dwindled to three, becomes the number one golfer in the world. He's the second Spaniard to occupy that spot. The first, his idol, Seve Ballesteros. John Rahm, the king of Columbus at Jack's Place. So John Rom gets the win, and PK was flashing the Arizona State Sun Devil hat on TV last night. Just feel ready to pass that Sun Devil torch over to John Rom. The timing couldn't be better. Uh, but meanwhile, for Tony Fee now, a great opening round. He still had to share the lead after two rounds, but in the middle of the third round, it all fell apart. And it's easy to say with all his second place finishes and the chances he's had to win, he's only won the one time in Puerto Rico. Well, you know, the pressure gets to him. But PK, it just doesn't. 
It's not my it's not my standard issue uh, definition of pressure in golf. In the middle of the third round, midday on Saturday, in a tournament that isn't a major, and I know this did have a major quality field, and that a lot of the the big names and the top guys on the money list were, on, were in this tournament, and it's Jack's tournament that special. But it's not a major, and it was Saturday afternoon, and it just unraveled so quickly. Uh, see, I disagree with you completely. The only guys that you wouldn't think that would have pressure in those situations are guys who've got a bunch of majors. But when you're trying to still make your mark, and Tony's getting up there in age now. I think he's uh, over 30, right? Or if not, he's real close to it. Uh, it, He's made money in golf, but I don't think he's made his mark in golf. And so you're trying to make your mark. So in your own way, everything is a major to you. So I don't think he's thinking, oh, well, I could be relaxed. Uh, man, blah, 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 blah. This is no, no, no. He looks over there. There's Jack. And if Jack's there, that, that takes on added importance. And you haven't established yourself as a winner. And this is something you're trying to do. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's pressure or what. But the fact is, he has a problem competing at a high level for four days in a row. These are facts. He can compete for portions of those four days at extremely high, particularly early. He can't do it later yet. Now, I don't take any joy in saying it, but that was, those are the facts. He is already 30. As a matter of fact, he turns 31 in two months. He's got right. a, I know his birthday was in September. Yeah, September 14th is his birthday. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 30, 31 is, uh, is coming right. up for him in a couple months. Yeah. All right. Well, John Rahm is the new number one in the world. You can take a Sun Devil victory lap now if you want. John Rahm, yeah. He came over from Spain and went to ASU. Did not know a word of English when he arrived. Which is amazing because you listen to him speak now, and uh, he barely has any accent. He speaks perfect English, and he said he learned it through uh, watching television and rap music, which the rap music explains why they caught him swearing there when they first started golf a few weeks back, and Jim Nance had to apologize. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. It's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, the BYU-Alabama rumors. It's not like there's a contract sign. It's not like it's a done deal because uh, there isn't, and it's not. But it's a possibility, and that's enough to light up a Facebook page. So we'll get you a reaction there. And Cecil Hurd, who covers the Crimson Tide for the Tuscaloosa News since 1982, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Steve Cleveland, our basketball and and now our life insider, will join us at 9 o'clock. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Thurl Bailey is with us. Bogdanovich has been incredibly productive, and it's going to be hard to proceed without him, but who do you think bears the most responsibility to make up for some of that production? Well, with this philosophy on this Jazz team, there's not one guy. It is a next man up mentality, but it doesn't mean that that next man up has to take on all the responsibility to score, to bring what will be brought, and you can't even replace that, right? You've got to do it in your own way. I don't think one guy can look at it as I'm averaging 15, now i got to average 25. It doesn't work that way. I think you run the same plays, and if you've got a shot, you take it. But if not, it's one more pass, and that's how they have to continue playing. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
It's time for Hot Takes or Toast, brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical Services at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. So the question's up on the Facebook page. And with BYU and Alabama and, and the news out there, it's not terribly surprising, PK, your reaction to it. And people are reacting. <laughs> and there are a lot of you fans with funny stuff to say. Does any of this surprise you even a little bit? Ah, you fans disgust me. <laughs> well, besides getting beat by like 60 points, I guess that game would look good on BYU's resume. Utah County is Utah's COVID hotspot. They're going to get Nick Saban sick and shut down football for the season. That did uh, led to a whole lot of stats about actually Salt Lake has more cases than Utah yeah. County. I had 200 people and somehow they're idiots and blah, blah, blah. We judged everything by Utah County by a group played volleyball a few months ago. And then I guess 200 people met with Tanner Ainge last week and all hell broke loose. Yep. Yeah. There it is. Uh, wow, Rick said, we, had, oh, we had hundreds and hundreds protesting in the streets, but that nah, didn't seem to matter. Rick says, first game of the season, anything can happen. BYU plays well in these types of games. I know. Look, I mean, geez, that Portland came in here, was it Portland State? And, uh, man, the Cougars looked awesome and put them away. Anything can happen. They almost lost that game, right? Miami, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Are those the three big season opening victories? Is there anything we want to put on the Arizona a couple years back, twice. Not on that tier, maybe. (laughs) But okay. Arizona? Come on, man. Yes, Arizona. Those are great wins. I celebrated wildly. Another loss for the school down south, no matter how you slice it, Jay writes. Many injuries will happen. I'm surprised there will be a season at all for college football. Well, that's all sorts of different takes there. That is multiple takes all at once. Dave echoes one of them, though. He says, fat chance this game, or any game for that matter, is played this year. Well, we don't know any about that stuff. I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily true right now. I'm not. I'm going to go on the assumption that they're going to be played until it's differently. Did you see what, what your guy... What your guy said, he put it on Twitter, your guy with the herd, you'd love that dude. You used to come in every day, and whatever he said the day before, you'd say, man, went to town. He was your Bible. And he said that BYU will play anybody, anywhere, anytime, something like that. He put that out on Twitter. I didn't see that. You should uh, get him, Yak. The guy's in love with Utah. He He has a place up in Promontory. He takes golf lessons from the pro up there. He's been up. He's been coming up for weeks in a row on Saturday. If you watch his social media, he posts all the time. He does. Utah. So Hello, I'll, Utah. I'll keep working on it. Yeah. And then well, a he shot has a place here. We're Fox Station, so he's a Fox guy. Yeah, he has the place there. He's uh, talked to the pro up there. He's told me that he's been giving him a bunch of lessons because he's got, you know, your kids get older, you get more free time, and he's getting back into golf, and so he's been taking lessons from the pro. And uh, he's there a lot, so he's he's a Utah guy basically, and I and I don't I'm not saying that flippantly because he is, and he put that out there. You can go look it up. I'm, I, that was a paraphrase, but it's basically BYU's not a play, afraid to play anybody, 
which uh, pretty well. If you're going to play Alabama, uh, that really says you're not afraid to play anybody. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, they would be a wild underdog and to be expected to lose. We all understand that. But they're willing to play these teams. And you got to give them some kind of credit for that. Because as Tom Holmo said, and I talked to Tom about this, I think he said it the one of those church education things that they have. I can get you 10 wins a year if that's what you want. And I'm paraphrasing that, too. But that's essentially was his quote, that he can get you 10 wins. If that's the big deal, if that's what you're looking for is 10 wins, he can get it for you. But it's not just 10 wins that they're looking for, that he wants, that his fan, he believes his fan base correctly, I might add, believes that they want 10 quality wins, not 10 wins against Timbuktu State. Well, you can win 10 games, but it's the marquee wins that gets everybody's attention. So you got to play the marquee games, and yes, you're going to lose a big chunk of them, but if you win some of them, when you do... You then you get all the you know the national buzz, all the national hype. Yeah, and they have can no you, choice. Then can you back it up with another one? You know, because they can't win a conference title, so there's nothing there for them. So they have to play these marquee games, and the, the, you you sell what you have, and that's what they can sell, right? They can sell the best LDS experience of anybody who can give you an LDS experience, right? If you're interested in that. And that's something that they can sell. So they should sell that and sell their fan base, sell the games on television, sell the quality opponents. You sell what you can sell, and that's what they can sell. And to be able to go out there and sell, no, it's a one-off, so I don't know how much recruiting buzz you're going to get literally for playing Alabama, but it's more along the concept of we're playing big-time teams here. Who knows who we might play while you're here? It's going to be big games, and you're going to be excited about it. And the fan base was sure excited about it when they beat SC last year, and there's just no doubt about it. And so that's what they've got to do. So play Alabama. Yeah, if you lose, I mean, obviously you're most, you're, you're most likely expected to lose. We understand that. If you can find a way not to embarrass yourself, now the LSU game that they played a couple years back, that same year of the Portland situation, they just weren't very good. And what that was the year. Was that the year they only won four ball games? Uh, you know, they had a whole sorts of time, a difficult time just moving the ball, getting first downs was a, a chore. So, but, you know, maybe they think that they're, they're, I think their team is better now than it has been. Phil Steele, we had him on last week, and he was saying that he believes this is Kalani's best team. All right, and that guy knows his stuff, so give it a shot, man. So you might get drilled, but remember, uh, BYU would be replacing USC, and USC played Alabama four years ago, and USC got drilled. It happens, but you can't win the big games unless you play them. And SC lost that day. Alabama got them 52-6. to So it does happen. It's like you said, that LSU game and then cross midfield. That stuff happens, but... If you're not playing those games, then you don't end up beating USC and storming yeah, the field. Yeah, and won't uh, Alabama have a brand-new quarterback? They're going to have a freshman. Yeah, it could be that Bryce Young kid from Bryce Young. I mean, Brigham Young playing Bryce Young. Two BYs <laughs> going against it. Come on, man. If that's not ordained from on high, I don't know what is. Well done. Let's pause. Let PTA savor that for a second. As I told you last night, if BYU Yak is asleep, so he doesn't know this until right now, but if BYU beats material. Alabama, I'll let DJ baptize me. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In any body of water you choose. Funny we bring up the LSU game, so, so did Alex. 
They already tried this a few years ago against LSU, and we all know how well that went. So don't try it again? That's it? Forever? You're done? You're done. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Uh, he's got uh, Hunger Games when she screams out, I volunteer! And she's trying to push past the cops. And it's kind of a blue tint to it. And he says, this works because it's a bl- bluish hue too. Wow, really getting into it there, Matthew. Well done. Uh, Bob says, Bama by 100. People are piling on. It's not beside the point, but it's almost beside the point. Why is it almost beside the point? I don't think I'm following you there. Spell that one out for me. Well, they're going to lose most likely. Right. So they're going to schedule the game knowing that there's going to be a slim chance to win Bam, the game. Bama comes and there in might, the, yeah. Bama's the heavy they, favorite because Bama's always the heavy favorite unless they're playing Clemson or LSU last year. It <laughs> might even be... A slim chance to be competitive. That's the risk you're taking. But BYU has no choice in this matter as far as what their football program is about. And, my gosh, if you should pull off the upset, it becomes legendary. You just named three that they had over the course of time. And Miami is number one. Who were the other two that you said? I already forgot. Notre Dame in the season opener, which actually ended up being a bad season. It was Gary Croton's last year, but they opened by beating Notre Dame at home. Correct. And I was there in that moment, and it was great. It was just absolutely awesome. All right. And Oklahoma in Dallas. And that was nice. No question about that. Uh, Those were good ones. I don't think either of them combined compare to the Miami situation. And we still talk about it. It's still referenced. And maybe you could pull it off, but you're never going to know until you try. I mean, ducking them, or not really ducking them, but just saying no, no thanks. Eh, you're BYU now. You you can't start 0-3 and then go win a conference title. They, they did that one year. I can't remember when. You would know. It was, it was about uh, 91-ish, somewhere in there. I, yeah. think it was, I think it was Detmer's senior year. Right. Maybe it was 92. They, they won a conference title. You can't do that now. They made the decision that they can't do it. So you've got to do this other way. And, yeah, if you, it, it would be awful if you got beat 50-2. to two. Yeah, I get that. But that's the chance you take. I mean, I don't think you're going to hold a, a Kalani accountable negatively if they lose 30-20, to 20, are you? No. No, they've had bad season opening losses because they've taken on a big opponent. I mean, it doesn't always work out the way it worked out with Miami and Notre Dame and Oklahoma, a couple that jump out. They went to Lavelle's last year. They went to Florida State. I think you went to that game. It wasn't actually at Florida State. It was in Jacksonville in the Jaguar Stadium. And that game was not competitive. They couldn't move the ball very much. And Florida State won, I don't know, by three or four touchdowns. That wasn't very close. Um, It was decently competitive from a defensive standpoint, but they were bringing in a new quarterback and they had no... No experience there, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Boston College came in for Broncos opener, and that was the game where they punted, and I think people booed, and and it was twenty to three. And again, BYU just couldn't move the ball. But first game of the new coach, it wasn't that surprising, but it wasn't that fun either. No, that game uh, that was like your RSL game the other night. There was very little offense. 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. More on Alabama and BYU and the possibilities and where it might be. Cecil Hurt covers the Clemson Tide for the Tuscaloosa News. He'll join us at 8.05. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There are a couple of reasons that I didn't become a doctor. Same reasons you didn't what, what? become a paleontologist. Why do you crack a smile and well, then make just, a joke? I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's a couple of reasons I wasn't a lawyer. Number one, the LSAT scared me. Number two, I thought I'd fail miserably. And number three, I didn't think I was smart enough. So, yeah, there are just a couple of reasons why I didn't become a lawyer. Can I make a point without you attacking me? I'm not attacking you. Like, you've never talked about wanting to be a doctor before. To me, this seems like you were just right on the cusp of going to medical school. And then just these one or two little things came up and made you think, no, I'm not going to do that. Doctor. 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 Can you not attack me? You know, it bugs me when you do that. Doctor? 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 Stop playing that. And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. With a little extra time on your hands, it's time to talk about what we're doing to kill time. What did you watch last night with DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network? Too much time on my hands. Too much time on my Swinger Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st Century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. So ABC's running a cool thing. I don't know how many weekends they've done it. I've caught it a couple weekends, and I caught a couple of them yesterday. Peyton, they signed Peyton Manning at ESPN to do these shows for ESPN+. Plus. One, It was the 100th anniversary of the uh, founding of the NFL, the 100th anniversary season. And, and so he's telling all these backstories and the rarity that is left-handed quarterbacks. And so he's doing stuff with uh, Steve Young. And Young's telling the story about how Doug Scoville says, I don't coach left-handed quarterbacks. And Steve's very grateful that San Diego State hired Doug Scoville away so he didn't end up getting moved to safety permanently. He was there temporarily and was talking about Tom Homo teaching him how to be a defensive back. And then they did a cool thing on the history of the football. I didn't know this, but there have been five different footballs and they keep slimming it down so that you can throw it easier. And different... uh, Well, he's talking about how the rules change in football. Peyton did a good job while throwing a watermelon and breaking it open on the turf. Of uh, Did a good job of how the game evolved, not just because of the rule changes we always talk about, but they literally changed the ball to make it easier to throw. And they've done it multiple times. So that, that was pretty cool, and he's pretty funny. He has great interaction. They're not fit for broadcast PK, so they don't run exactly 30 minutes. So they'll run like outtakes of different things he's done to kind of fill out the time. And so uh, going back and forth with Eric Dickerson and with Emmett Smith, uh, showing their personality, it's, it's pretty funny stuff. Peyton's got a gift. He can, he can do whatever he wants, and this just turns out to be what he wants right now. Well, good for Peyton. <laughs> if you like football, look for those. You, you get them at ESPN Plus if you have the subscription, but ABC's been running them on the weekend when they don't have any games. Well, that's about to change. That is what we hope. More games. You see anything good over the weekend? I watched baseball, soccer, and golf, man. I didn't watch anything. <laughs> that was what's great about it is I didn't have to fill my time. My time was filled. I'd rather have that than sit down. Oh, what am I going to do now? 
Nope. I watched live competition. Now, baseball was just uh, whatever they're calling them, some forms of preseason games, I guess you could say, for the NBA. They can't call them preseason games because it's right in the season. But it's something that I miss. I maintain, and I've been maintaining this now for weeks, I've never, ever needed sports, which is ironic for someone who literally makes his living that way. But as this thing has gone on and on and on now, what would it be, four or five months since March removed? Four. I have come to the conclusion that I want sports more than ever. I don't need them. I can get along. I don't need them at all. But I want them, and I want them bad. And I'm getting them back. And I'm excited for that. And I don't make any apologies for it. I'm not a cultured person. I'm not a renaissance guy. I don't know. Going to plays and that type of thing. The good poetry, ah, I'm turning the page. It's not who I am. I'm one-dimensional. Oh, you're two. You got music. You spend a lot of time on music. You got to admit. You're not theater guy. I get that. But music, come on. Come on. Come on. You're not really even movie or TV guy. You don't watch, you know, sitcoms and our dramas and that stuff. But music, music and sports, those are your go-tos. Yeah, I don't have Netflix. I don't have uh, any movie channels. The reality is if I never saw another movie again, uh, it wouldn't bother me, particularly this time of year. I rarely go to movies this time of year. I go to movies now that we live here in the winter when I'm more inside. And I enjoy going. It's not like I don't. My wife enjoys it, and so... You know, as a man, I want to keep my women in my life happy. You you understand that. There's (laughs) nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, that's the way it should be. A man's a man's, a woman's a woman, you know, and it's my job to keep her happy. So she wants to go, we go. And then I hope the movie doesn't suck. My standard for movie, that's my standards for movie. Did it suck? (laughs) If I I answer. Hey, it didn't suck. That's good enough. My standard is so freaking low. Yes, absolutely. When I go to the movies, the only thing I care about is, did it not suck? Now, of course, there's rules. And, you know, because I treat her right, she adheres to the rule. You don't have the popcorn until the first word is of the movie is spoken. It's <sighs> a tough rule. That is the That's rule. That's a tough rule. No, it is. it makes sense. Why do all that and then... It would be like if I went to a uh, fancy dinner and they had hors d'oeuvres or appetizers, and I filled myself up on that. I wouldn't be full. I wouldn't have anything room left in my gut for the main course. You don't do that. It's the same principle. You don't get the popcorn and then eat it all during the previews. No, you're not there for the previews. No, it's not cold because you wait to purchase it. Okay, but I am there for the previews. Everyone knows. I'm with DJ. If we're going to the movies and we miss previews, I'm going to get cranky. Real cranky. Not fake radio cranky. But you'd get ten times crankier if you missed the start of the movie. That's true. That's right. So the movie is the main course. The appetizer. You see, you don't need to eat during the appetizers. You can watch the previews, but you don't need to eat during the previews. You need to eat during the main course, which is the movie that you went and paid the money to see. He's out of gas. We're out of time in the segment. Check out those uh, Peyton Manning things. I saw them yesterday when the golf went to the weather delay. That's the only reason I saw them. I wouldn't have even known they were on. Started channel surfing. If you're a football fan, you'll like those. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.